Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Okay, hello everybody, everybody uh, tuning in and hopefully listening to uh, another episode of the Everyday Martial Arts Podcast. We've got a fantastic guest, um, the first lady that I've interviewed actually on Everyday Martial Arts Podcast. Uh, We've got uh, Karen Jones, who's our Puma Taekwondo instructor. She teaches in Fru. And um, I'm sure you're going to find this uh, fascinating. She's got a a great, uh, great story to tell. So hopefully you can prize that information out of it. But anyway, uh, welcome to you, Karen. How are you? I'm good now, sir. I'm on live and uh, ready to go. <laughs> okay, excellent. Well, uh, I'm going to start with uh, the question that I always, I'm always going to start with when I'm doing these podcasts uh, is to tell us a little bit about your your martial arts journey um, and you know how you've come to be sort of where you are today, really uh, teaching martial arts and um, you know living it every day. Okay, so I started um, Taekwondo first. Um, I was just a 16-year-old girl going to a gym, pumping the leg press way too much, not sure what else to do, to be honest, because I hated PE in school, hated fitness, hated everything about fitness. Wow, that's So I thought, as you do, yeah, as you do, uh, going to college, um, yeah, I, I went to do a hairdressing qualification, and as you do, you kind of want to fit in. So you start going to the gym. Went to the gym. I literally just did legs as much as I could and the odd running machine. Um, but I saw a leaflet. And that's how it starts. Saw a leaflet self-defense. And I thought, I'm going to start nightclubbing soon, as you do. <laughs> um, or maybe that's a long, I've had to long, long time ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um yeah, uh, so I did that basically for a bit of self-defense. Went in with my big hoops, as you do. <laughs> this is back in like the 90s now. So these big hoops. And it took me uh, four telephone conversations over about eight weeks to pluck up the courage to walk through the door. Wow. And then it took me another hour sit down before a class to sit in on a class to watch it. Okay. Then it took me to turn up again with another conversation to actually get through the door and actually train. Um, the only thing I wouldn't do is take my hoops out. So, <laughs> so when I had Mr. David Shepherd, who was my original instructor for 10 years. Um, uh, great guy. Great guy. I must say, great guy. I had some lovely te- days with uh, Mr. Dave Shepherd. Plenty of world championships and still world championships under his belt. Um, yeah, so... I always remember in a sitting stance punch position, he came over and said, have you brought your parrot to work, to training today? 
Um, and I'll always remember that. And he just kept on and I never got it. Press up position. That parrot's weighing you down. That parrot's weighing you down. Never understood what he was saying. And it was about my big hoops. So that was the last day <laughs> I wore big hoops in training. So that's my first introduction to uh, to martial arts. Um, then went on from there. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. I still did my nightclubbing and my way out teams. Um, I think they were most probably the hardest part of staying into Taekwondo. Um, to mix with people and say, are you going to go training? And I find that with teenagers nowadays as well. It's if they can survive this, the the late teens in martial arts, I think it's they're a martial artist for life, really. Um, they either start before and quit, or they start after and quit, or they have a massive break in between, and then they come back, say, 20 years later and go, wish I always continued. So, um, yeah, I had many a times I kind of met at the pub, went training, then met back at the pub. Um, <laughs> but from there, I think the martial arts journey has taken me into fitness. I used to train um, at least six times a week. Right. At about two to three hours a night, I would, as soon as I got my car license, I was training over it because I used to be in Hereford. That's where I, I grew up. Um, as soon as I got my car license, I used to travel. So wherever I could go, I did go. Um, just to do a two hour training session, I'd tr train and drive two and a half hours to get there. Um, it's just the mentality. But then I moved up to Wolverhampton. Uh, there I went up the ranks, but I want to open schools. So I did four schools, which are still running now. Right. Um, and then I've moved down here, but I moved down with the army. So I was in the army team and I was the fe first female team captain of the army team. Um, went from that uh, and shattered my coccyx and broke my ribs. So I had to do my own wow. rehabilitation and come back into it. Uh, so falling over and high kicking was not, the best yeah. idea really <laughs> when you got ribs um but i did i got back into it but the anxieties were a lot higher to compete mm, yeah uh love love the idea of competition but my anxieties kind of don't get me where i feel like i should be going um instructing has been my kind of main push forward because the students inspire me to go on that ring half the time yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just now it's just life. It's just, it is what it is. And I, I got to keep going. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 20, two years in October, it'll be. Well, it's it's interesting because I think, you know, as, as you said, it, be, it becomes a passion. Um, it's very, I think once you've been in, as you say, for a, for a little while, um, you know, you get that bug. It's very, very difficult to, to let it go. And, um, you know, I, I found that myself, um, I had a, I had a I had a proper job <laughs> when, I was, when I started Taekwondo, um, and obviously went into uh, teaching full time. Uh, once I got the bug, I just had to do it. But uh, what I try to do myself is I still, in my opinion, and this is what this podcast is all about. This is about living martial arts every day, and I still do that. You know, I get up, I love my training, I love the physical side of Taekwondo, uh, the training side of it. You know, keeping fit, and uh, it, it's it's my hope that I'll, you know, keep doing that at least for another, oh, you know, 30 years or so. But um, right. how, how, <laughs> <my> life, <sir. laughs> exactly. So, so how do you, how do you fit 
now, how do you fit martial arts uh, into your life every day? So obviously with the teaching, I think that really helps you to keep on top of everything. It's a, a lot easier to say that you have to keep up to date with things and it keeps your hand in. However, your fitness side of it, you still got to do yourself because if you're teaching those days where you feel like, oh, I just don't fancy being in a class environment, you still got to go and do something. Um, and it does become little and often more than these two to three hour training sessions six days a week like I used to do. I tend to do more little and often all the time. Well, enough every day I'm doing something, whether it be going over that theory or going over a certain pattern because I can't quite remember that move. Or it is a training session where I actually go and do a flexibility session or a, a fitness session because actually that's the building blocks of doing your class when you get there. So you kind of train before you get there <laughs> yeah yeah definitely almost definitely. Well, well I think I think you do and I think as a as a as an instructor you know we're, we're there as, as examples aren't we and um you know I always think it's best it's best to um you know practice what you preach uh so you know us us still doing it still getting up still training I think is very very important um you know, as a role model to the students that we teach so um you know good on you so do, do you do you find that um you know the, the sort of fitness that you, or fitness or exercise or training that you do in the daytime. Uh, what sort of things do you do to to, to sort of complement that, really? So I found um, I've been active anyway. So my job is um, now a level five masseuse. Right. However, I do personal training. So to do the personal training, I have to be able to demonstrate. If to be able to demonstrate, you have to be able to do fitness. So I've since two thousand and three. Um, I started martial arts in 1999, but in 2003, I really got a taste for it. I was asking my instructor, can I take the class when I was like a green belt? <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of got, but I did. I was always one, that person going, everyone's being asked to do the warm up. Why can't I do it? I don't understand. I, you know, I'll do it. I'll do it as a white belt. It's fine. So I really got a taste for it back then. And um, I think now it's, it's the fact of if you can't do something, you don't have to be excellent at it. As long as you can describe what you're doing as well as back it up in some way, um, technically, then you can get that person. But it's not about that person being the same as you. It's about them being better than you. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how I see it, see it personally. I want them to be better than me not you know I want them to go win medals and that it doesn't mean I can do it specifically but I want them to do it um but to the base of it is you've got to keep your fitness at home I do the massage and there's a lot of core strength and I've noticed I've only done that for a few years but my core has to be so strong because of it and my back god oh, if I don't keep it up like after lockdown I don't know what I'm gonna do <laughs> I'm already starting yeah. to do the strength training and the core base because in April, I'm starting back, hopefully, um, starting back to work full time. And I guarantee that it's going to be a rush through the door and then it'll be go quiet. But in that time, I've got to survive. <laughs> my back's yeah, got to yeah. do it and my core's got to take it. My arms are only tiny. Um, yeah, sure. so, oh, hang on. i got a dog <laughs> emergency. Oh, oh, that's all right. You carry on. You carry on. You carry on. It's got a ball. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, so I'm finding even my day-to-day -day work, I'm squatting a lot. Just do massage. I'm like, oh, this is an L stance or this is a walking stance. So if you had a massage off me, this is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm oh, no, putting no, it into my training. 
Um, well, I, th- I think it's good, isn't it? As you say, sometimes you know, fit, fitting the exercise into your everyday life in the stuff that you're doing is great, isn't it? I, t- I tend to um, seem to attract that type of PT client as well. So it happens to be that they end up like some sort of boxer size or they like, and it just happens to be you attract the type of person as a client that seems to be your style. Yes, um, yeah. Not on purpose. It, you know, I have got clients that I, I do where they're just weight training that, but sure. you do tend to attract that person. Um, but that's also on the flexibility side. Now, I do like doing the flexibility because I uh, personally are just not very flexible. Might not look at it now, but when I started, yeah. I really couldn't do anything. <laughs> I couldn't get past my knees. I wasn't very flexible at all. Now, it only takes me a couple of months of not doing anything, and I yeah. go, boom. <laughs> Can't touch my toes again kind of thing. Um, so I'm not naturally flexible at all. But the amount of people say, oh, you're naturally flexible. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> it's like, no, I've worked for this. Um, so I have to do that. That's just... If you want to keep it up, you just got to do it. Um, so with my uh, clients, my day to day, I'm asking them to <laughs> dog. Um, I'm asking them to stretch. I need to be able to stretch as well. So I'm trying to do my training with them as well yeah, as my own yeah. training. Well, that, that, <laughs> sorry. sorry, that's okay. This as people will know, this is completely live. <laughs> I can't find it either. Well, well um. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I think I think it's important. You know, it, it's funny when I when I was training and I was uh, when I started, I was very much the same. Actually, I, I had no flexibility at all. I played football for years, and um, you know, I really put a lot of effort into my flexibility work. But the worst thing is, if people people do say that, they say, "Oh, you're really lucky. You're so flexible." And as I often say to people, you know, the, the hard the harder I worked, the luckier I got <laughs> because <laughs> you know it's, the it's more nothing, natural you got. Yeah, no, nothing nothing to do with luck. Nothing to do with luck. But um, you know, wants I, to play fetch with you. Sorry. <laughs> all right, that's okay. <laughs> you, you carry on. Um, so I, you know, I I look at myself and I look at the benefits that I've got from from martial arts and uh, you know not not just my my living but um, you know I've got great friends from it as I always mention you know that's one of oh, the yeah. things a social part of, of martial arts um, uh, f- for me as a, as a teenager um, I don't know I, need, I needed a I needed a needed a focus I need something that I could do as an individual because I'm, I'm actually quite a, a, an individual type person but also be part of a team of martial arts was, was that for me. So, um, you know, my next sort of question to you is, is what, what do you think the main benefits that you've sort of uh, got? I think, I think to be honest, from when I started as well, I think you just hit the nail on the head. I was very go to college, go do what I do on my own. Very much like that. Um, sure. But as soon as I mixed with the martial arts, it was, I did it all on my own as well. I think that helps. Yes. I think, you're making your own decisions and stepping through. That's why it's stepping through that door was so hard. Um, but now I'm a little bit not isolated. I, I've, I think I've found the team aspect in Puma a lot more than I have in other associations. So I was in uh, TAGB and also I was in the army. Yeah, um, yeah. The biggest squad aspect, obviously, for me was the army. So right. I've not actually experienced the team 
the the real camaraderie yeah. click almost um until I went into the army team and that was just amazing and if I could date those do that again I would be it'd be amazing but who knows um on that turn, then go into the squad training that we do with Puma. Um, I've missed that since lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I like being pushed. Maybe that's just what it is. I like being pushed. I mean, sure. Puma as a whole, a nice with family, uh, taekwondo. You could go and speak to somebody who does a taekwondo in a total different way. And you've got, you've got something in common. So yeah, yeah. it instantly creates that bond. Um and with that in mind, I think I don't, I would have been very individual, very. I think I would have been a bit, yeah, a bit of a yeah. recluse kind of <laughs> on my own. <laughs> but no, if I hadn't have done the martial arts, I don't think, I, I did it from 16. So yeah. I could see that I would have gone down. I did kind of go down the partying route, but mm, yeah. I would have done that in a total different way. And I hate to think where actually my life would have been, if yeah. I'm honest. Well, I, I, I... Very much the same. I mean, I actually started um, close after my 16th birthday as well, actually, as it happens. And, um, you know, it, it was it was something that um, – I mean, I gave up I gave up football in the end because – but I never thought I'd give up football. Football was everything to me at the time. And, uh, you know, I ended up playing at sort of quite a good level of football as well. But uh, once I got, um, you know, captured by martial arts, that, that was it. But what I will say is that, you know, my um, – me, me then is very different from me now. And what I would say is that, you know, in the early days, you know, I was, I was uh, obviously I was into the fitness side of it. I was into the, the sparring side and uh, all of it really. But what I found recently, and I've started doing this, and it's a question that I'm going to ask you, but I've, I've found um, a little bit of meditation and I found some breath work that I do. Um, I actually follow uh, the, the mad uh, Dane uh, Wim Hof, I do a bit of Wim Hof breathing, and uh, I do that. I that one, sir. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I heard it's, of that uh, one. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, I do that twice a day. Um, I used to do uh, buteco, buteco breathing. Um, I practiced that a little bit of that last year, but I also do a little bit of meditation. And meditation for me is tough because I am a hyper person. And um, when I first looked, <laughs> when I first looked at the, uh, you mean I have to sit still for ten minutes? I have to sit still for ten? What fifteen <sighs> minutes? I didn't think I could do it, but I'm getting much better at it. And um, those two t things together have really, uh, I don't made a difference to me. So my question is, is do you do any meditation or breath work? <laughs> You're going to laugh at me. <laughs> so I got kicked out of a Tai Chi class when I was younger. Right. <laughs> okay. Because I just can't shut up. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, I, it's my, you know, it's my persona. Um but I've tried meditation and yoga and things like that. The best way for right. me to do that is do it on my own because that right, means yeah. I've got no one to talk to except for the dog. Um, however, personally, the one time I think I'd say as a whole is swimming helps me. Okay. Um, and it sounds a bit dark. So I did triathlon for quite a while and I, t I can coach it. But I find with the swimming, I find it hard to get there. That's the only problem. But the right. breathing aspect of it helps me. Okay. Um, and also, your head's underwater. You can't talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, but no, the, I find with that, I think it's a different zone because you've got to concentrate on your breathing. Yeah. Um, 
And the other the format for me is uh, re relaxation with flexibility. So when I do my stretches, I am very specific about my breathing. Right. Um, so I think that would be the only kind of focuses, except for Taekwondo itself, when we do the patterns, sure. um, is really my area of breathing. Because my headspace, I'm so, like you said, hyper. I am very much like that too. Um, and my dog matches me, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I don't stop. I, I just don't stop. So if I do stop, it's to do some sort of crafting or... I've got like, okay. three things going at once, so but yeah, it's not yeah. really it's just downtime. It's not it's not breathing as such exercises. The exercise I would say me doing some sort of even going for a run, concentrating on the breathing and things like that is that's my that's the only sure. aspects really I do personally. Well, I, I do see for anxieties. Um I've yeah. had plenty of panic attacks in the past, so I've had to concentrate on my breathing. Um, sure. So I understand how I can bring it back and I understand how to teach it to people. So meditation, I have tried. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I am so on the same level. I find <laughs> it so hard. Um, I'm more that person that's looking around the room going, oh, no, oh, no, no, <laughs> it's not happening. Oh, look at that piece of grass. <laughs> it's so interesting. <laughs> no, Perhaps it's not happening. Need to find a high mountain somewhere and nothing else around, no distractions. But yeah, no, I love hiking. It is tough. It is tough, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that, as I said, for me, it's certainly, it's been, a, it's been a hard road. Uh, the meditation, just being able to, you know, sit there and sit still and just uh, uh, breathe and, and uh, bring myself down and just, just calm myself. Because, as I said, everything that I that I used to do and to a certain degree do now is all you know, 100 miles an hour. Uh, yeah. That's that's how I've lived my life, really. And, and I think that um, it's nice to, to have a change of that. But um, uh, one of the questions I'm, that, that I, I wanted to ask as well is that, you know, I'm, I'm a very, I think because of my personality, I'm, I'm very self-motivated and I do a lot of things on my own, uh, you know, whether it be going somewhere on a motorbike and sitting down reading a book on my own or doing things like that, playing harmonica somewhere strange. And um, but I have had sort of training partners in the past, and obviously my my good friend Master Oldbourne, uh, we've trained together over the years. We've trained together over the years. So, uh, and again, another question is is you know have have you had a training partner in the past? Do you work well with a training partner? How how, how do you, you know have you found that? I find it hard to say yes and no because I've had many different experiences. Um, I tend to have someone, for example, it was when I was younger, I always had the one person, I wouldn't say as a training partner, I don't even think they realized that I just aspired to be like them. So sure. I'd go, oh, I want to go with you. I want to go with you. Can I run with you? I don't think they realize that I just go, I just want to beat you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then it just seemed to be the the day that I, they, that I kind of did eventually catch up and become a bit more competitive with them and overtook them then I had no one else to look around for so you kind of had to after that I had to be kind of self-motivated and that was up to black belt that was um uh, and this other person kind of just didn't like it right <laughs> as soon as I got I kind of started to overtake they just didn't like it because they stayed on a plateau they were always good 
yeah, at one yeah. level. And then you work hard enough, you keep going, eventually, could take years, <laughs> eventually you will get, and then you'll go, well, hang on a minute, you know, that's happened, what do I do now? And and so you have to find it in yourself to get motivated. Um, I do find that hard when it comes to Taekwondo personally. So I like doing, I said the squad training, because I find going to the squad train actually pushes me that that extra level. I don't need to train with anyone. I just need to train around people. Um, right. Okay. And for example, uh, I don't know. Uh, we, I was next to Mr. Pixton once in uh, Mr. Pixton once in a squad training session, but I was with a different partner. Sure. Now, in the certain exercises, I knew that I would be better than the partner I was with, yeah, but. Yeah. I was, my eyes were on Mr. Vixen. <laughs> he doesn't know, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> right. And it just turned into like a, a self-motivated competition to strive harder and faster. And I knew their level was better than me. So I was going to go and try. And that's what I do yeah. all the time. That That's okay. how I do it. Um, yeah. But when it's at home, I have to just do it on my own. Yeah. I haven't really got yeah. anyone at the moment. So. Well, we, as I said, we, we all sort of work in different ways. I'm, I'm definitely... Um, I, li- I like to sort of push push myself and put, uh, be as self motivated as possible. So as possible. So there we go. And um, I, th- I think that particularly as I'm, I'm quite a hyper person, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And sometimes I, I just do things off the cuff <laughs> that I want to. You know, somebody might think well, that's a bit silly. <laughs> so Get it's that just, done. Yeah, yeah. So so it's just it's just easier okay. if I if I do it on my own. Um, yeah. And with that in mind. Uh, Another question that I have is, you know, I have what I would call my my ideal day, and that would in, that would start with me getting up at six o'clock, which is the time I normally get up. My my eyes normally ping at six. Um, my body says, "Right, you've had enough," uh, and I ping. <laughs> uh, and it, and it would it would probably involve my children. It would involve my motorbike, a uh, bit of training, a bit of teaching. Um, Playing guitar, a few things like that. So, you know, what, what would your what would your ideal day look like? A settled ideal day, and you can make it happen sometimes if you want to be hyper enough, <laughs> even in twenty four <laughs> hours, um, and get up early. Um, no, I think I, every every day I try, and uh, I always spend time with my dog. I mean, it is just me and her, so and that's been different for certain reasons. Um, I like to help someone now. And it sounds really, I sound tacky, but I like to help someone. So my job gives me that. Um, it might be my teaching gives me that. It, it, it's just helping someone. If that means answering a question for someone, I've tried to tick the box the other day. So I think helping someone in some way per day or on an ideal day would be bigger that. Getting your heart rate up. So I think that's that hit of adrenaline of some sort. So it doesn't have to be fitness. It can be just walking out a bit of a faster with the dog or it, it could be doing something exciting. So it could right. be learning something new. Right. Um, personally, learning something new is, like you said, off the cuff. Oh, I'm going to go and do that. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Randomly, I'm just going to go and join that. I'm going to do this. And, um, and also uh, study something. So yeah. there's learning something new physically and doing it and, then the, and being creative. And then there's learning something new behind the scenes. So that's towards something. So I'm very chip away at something. I like to chip away at something, um, have projects. So right. 
Um, and also just try and get out and see people. So friends and family. I mean, I think that's important at the moment. I think we've all realized that. Um, so in an ideal way, I'd see a family member at least and a friend if I could. Um, and if I if I lived closer to the sea and the mountains, I would be at least by water oh, yeah. once a day, and I would be up a hill somewhere. <laughs> oh, def, def, definitely. Uh, I, I love uh, I love being outside. I love being being with with nature in all weathers as well. Actually, you know, the, the good stuff and also the, the the bad stuff. You get a sort of a I don't know uh, a sort of sense of achievement when you're out there as well, which is nice. And um... yeah, because nobody else wants to go out, and yes, also. Yeah. There's less dogs and people around, so you can enjoy it more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, get a board. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're almost coming up on time. Actually, it's gone really, really quick. So we're nearly on time. But um, I don't know. Is is there anything else that you'd you'd sort of um, you'd like to to add to perhaps those that are training, those uh, are in the early part of their martial arts journey that you know you could say to them uh, any motivation you could give them. If, if I knew what I knew now, um, I would still stick to have no regrets. If you think you're going to regret not stepping in that ring, if you think you're going to regret not trying that grading or like me trying to get into that hall for that first session or that first ever class or that fitness session or saying, no, I can't do something, but you haven't tried. <laughs> so... Don't have regrets if you if you can if you haven't done it and you haven't tried it. Don't regret it. That was your decision. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah I live quite by that. I'm very big on um, no regrets. So I think if anything, then yeah, Excellent. and Thanks. never underestimate your opponent. <laughs> no matter how much no. they look. Nuts. No, 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 definitely true. That's very definitely true. Well, I'd, I'd like to thank you for, for coming on and just sharing uh, some of your thoughts with us. Uh, I'd love to, again, perhaps get on another time, maybe um, seeing some of the fitness routines that you do and, uh, you know, perhaps giving some of the uh, listeners some advice on, uh, on maybe, uh, you know, how I'll they can... I'll work right, sir. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. payback. <laughs> how, how, how they I can work out well you, you you know uh I'm, I'm i'm hoping that there'll be people looking at this not not just uh puma taekwondo people which we're members of but hopefully some other groups as well martial art groups you know uh a whole whole array of uh different martial arts so hopefully they'll get something from it but uh i'd like to thank you very very much uh, for taking the time to to share your thoughts thoughts with us, um, you know I love martial arts. I know you love martial arts, and uh, you know anybody watching and listening to this, uh, just have a try. I think you'd be surprised, pleasantly surprised, and you know variety. You, exactly, like variety. You're wrong. that's right. Get, get get in there and, and give it a go. Th thanks very much. I, I'll I will uh, hopefully catch up with you soon. And um, yes. you know we can we can we can, uh, yeah we can we can share some more um, some training tips. Okay, thank now you. Now obviously much. don't smash you too hard on the training <laughs> ground. <laughs> oh no no no. no, that's, that's no I've just said all that. <laughs> all right. Goodbye to everyone. Hopefully we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Okay. Bye.